Hi guys, welcome to the Try A New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel and I'll be your host. My podcast is for anyone who loves music videos and living a life of synchronicities. A focus will be on music videos from back in the day when MTV actually played music videos. My goal is to help challenge old ways of thinking, to have an open discussion about music videos and to connect it to our current reality. I live a life full of daily synchronicities and would love to have you join me on my journey. And I'll also be bringing on spiritual experts to interview. So let's have fun, listen to great music, and raise the frequency in our lives. Welcome back, everybody. I am super excited going into episode 10. And everybody knows I like my numerology and the woo-woo. And going into episode 10, it's kind of into... A, a new beginning. And I brought Madison on, a dear friend of mine, very early on in my starting Try a New Frequency with Amber. So it was just perfect timing because it wasn't planned that she's on in episode 10. So welcome, Madison. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Yes. Great feedback since our last Yay. episode with Time After Time. So today we're going to go over fireflies and I can't believe that that song by all city is going on 11, of course, Madison, 11 (laughs) years. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, perfect. One, one. Yep. Just hit the magical on July 14th, 2009. It was released. Uh, (laughs) On All Cities album Ocean Eyes. And the gentleman, I don't know if you noticed this, Adam Young is the main singer. I thought it was a group. It's a one man gig. I thought it was a group too. I didn't know that. Nope. It's a it's a one man gig. So it really kind of blew my mind there. Yeah. Thanks. What were the things that stood out first? I always love to hear, you know, what you, you see out of this. <laughs> Yeah. So I think on the first impression I got from this was obviously there's a lot of like, he's in his childhood room, it looks like, um, and he's alone, obviously. So I kind of went with that first. Those were the first things that popped out at me. And the fact that in the beginning of the music video, like everything's kind of quiet, nothing's lit up. And then as he starts to play his music, his toys start to come alive and everything slowly starts to animate itself and move. And then as his song builds, his room becomes more and more lively. I thought that piece of it was really cool. And the fact that he did choose in that video to have all of these childhood things around him, it kind of made me think of like that childhood imagination that comes into play when we're younger And seeing him as an adult in this childhood room, it's almost like reminding us to keep that childhood, you know, imagination alive and that childlike wonder about the world. And that's not even going into the lyrics or anything. That's just like the first like scene. I don't know. It's the first thing that stands out. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's playing the organ and clearly activates the magic button on the organ Mm -hmm. and that's when everything kind of starts. But 
You'll notice towards the end, the toys return back to normal one by one until he turns off the magic button. And so it's weird because the video ends with him turning off the organ entirely and the camera cuts to black. Mm -hmm. And I think that spoke to a lot of the vibration of the universe and how important music is to our reality. And speaking out, I was just telling you about that earlier, how you have to speak out into the universe as weird as it sounds, even when you're by yourself to ask for answers, because if it's in your head, it's not going anywhere until you speak it out for, you know, your guides and for other people out there to hear it, to give you some synchronicities in life. Yeah. And more to the point of him pressing that magic button, it's like, you have to allow your magic to be on. You have to open yourself up to that, to the magic of the world, if you want to see it still. And then you said he turned it off at the end and everything went black. You know, you choose what you allow into your life and what you close off in your life. Oh yeah. And I don't know if you noticed on the TV, the black and white, it kept coming in and out, but no photo really came on there, but everything else was lit up in colors. Besides the television was this little nine inch black and white TV and nothing would pull through on there. So my big thought was he was saying basically that TV gets you nowhere. And by using your imagination, you're free to be wherever you want to be and live in your own reality versus what's being projected on a TV screen. Yeah, I didn't even think about that originally because it was so quick that they showed that TV. They didn't put a lot of attention on it. So that's a good, that's great you picked up on that because it is, like you said, that's not what's important and that's not how you get your, your magic to come back or your imagination to come alive. And he was well within the age to have color TV. So the fact that he utilized a black and white TV that was so small stood out to me because I had color TV and he's younger than me. Yeah, that is significant, especially with the, all the toys that are around him too. And that the video focuses on the fact that that's, like you said, it's not a big TV. It's small. It's black and white. Absolutely. So In the video, I kept noticing dinosaurs moving. I don't know why dinosaurs kept standing out to me. I mean, I saw all the lights, the different words and whatnot showing on the TV. And when he says in the lyrics, nothing is ever what it seems. I feel like he was trying to challenge people to question clearly this existence and to not just believe what you see. And there were a lot of robots in there as well toy robots. And it made me think of artificial intelligence. So here, I'm going to go weird. (laughs) I bet you already guessed that. And wonder if we ourselves are artificial intelligence or some are, some aren't. What's your view on that? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question because I feel like, especially pertaining to this video, there's so much more, obviously like the lyrics say, than there seems to be. And I think that when we really like take a breath to get to know ourselves again, without like society, the pressures and what that, there's so much more to us than it meets the eye 
and diving deeper into those lyrics and like the fact that there was a lot of robots incorporated into that. If you want to bring artificial intelligence into this, it's like we kind of touched on this last time we talked on your podcast, but it's it's almost like I think we talked about how we are all frequencies and we have that quote unquote artificial intelligence inside of us, right? Because how else would we create it? And it's leading. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, I'm trying to <laughs> think where I'm going with this, but it, it is, it's almost like we try and put off the fact that we have this intelligence inside of us. But like the song says, when we let that magic just come through us and we let our, our childlike imagination and wonder come back into the world, we kind of become this like conduit of that intelligence. I don't know. Yeah. Beautifully put. No, I wondered, because I knew we did connect on that prior, but I've been putting more and more thought into it because scientifically so many people, you know, you cut your skin, you see blood, you know, people don't want to think technology with science, but you have to mix the two. And I, I will say that over and over again, to really get the magic, the full impression of everything that's going on around us. You have to mix them. And I think it's interesting when people try and separate them because we have people that believe that we are frequencies and we put out frequencies. And then we have people that are kind of on the other end of the spectrum who are like, we are humans. And then there's technology separate from us, but we interact with it every day and it affects us in more ways than we know. Well, and that we created technology that's what I think is funny that humans believe that, you know, we did create quite a few things using the technology that was there. Yeah. It's not as separate as we think. <laughs> well, I know we could go down a bunny hole there, like majorly. <laughs> um, now this is going to crack me up. I am aging myself with saying this. So this video premiered and like I said, I was blown away on MySpace. Do you even know what MySpace is? <laughs> I do. Uh, I will say I've never, I was never on MySpace and I never saw it, but <laughs> I know what it is. I was the cool kid with MySpace. I was in my generation. You got to pick your top five friends. You knew if you were not on their good list because they'd move you down in the ranking with your profile, you had a music song, so you could switch it. I actually think it was really cool now that I look back, because Facebook, you don't do that. And I'm majorly into music. I wish I could go back on MySpace and see during the years what I had updated. Maybe I should look into that. Maybe you should. That'd be good for reflection, too. Just like Facebook history. I love it. And then the song also... I'm big with animals and it was funny because this song was the first hot 100 number one about an animal by an artist with an animal in its name since the chipmunks, the chipmunk song in 1958. Whoa. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Huh. That's funny. I didn't realize the animal aspect of that. Which that leads me into my next part. So I thought, why would he choose to be an individual 
person in a group and call himself personally Owl City. So with going there, I knew I had to look up the spiritual meaning behind the words. So the owl represents wisdom, knowledge, change, transformation, intuitive development, and trusting the mystery. And they're tied to the spiritual symbolism of death, which brings about new beginnings with a higher understanding and evolved perspective. So the owls are messengers from the spirit realm. Wow. In addition to that, reminding us of the importance of our internal character, the light from fireflies appropriately represents hope, guidance, inspiration, and awakening. And fireflies implore us to listen to our hearts and let them lead the way towards truth and light. And firefly symbolism is a message that you carry a great light on the inside of you. Put differently, when the spirit animal dances into your life, it reminds you to be the light to others in dark times. So seeing the small insect also warns you to not burn yourself out to light the path for others. Oh my gosh. Isn't that's that wild? amazing? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize there's that much symbolism to it. Huge. And also it's another thing that fireflies symbolizes magic and the sense of childlike wonder into our often chaotic and busy lives, which the video totally represented. And it's their presence is meant to bring back nostalgia, which the video does, and memories of youth and innocence when our world was more magical land and nothing was outside the realm of our possibility. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. That fits so well with the theme of the video, with the lyrics and the song, and then even the tempo of the actual song and the instruments used, uh, or I guess the sounds used in the song, it all matches that theme of like wonder, bringing that back to your life. And I'm wondering what you think about the, the meaning behind, obviously fireflies and the spiritual symbolism fits well with his theme, but playing into that, why do you think he chose to sit in that room alone to do this performance? Like, what, what do you get from the fact that he was by himself with all of this surrounding him? And maybe like, how does fireflies play into that? I think that was his safe spot where he felt most comfortable without judgment. His toys weren't judging him. The lights weren't judging him. Nothing was judging him. And I think that might be why the TV wouldn't turn on into color because it was black and white thinking and it wouldn't fully come on. This is channeled information. You can definitely tell. Um, And that he could be himself in his room. And what I gathered was he would rather be in that existence because he battled insomnia. And that was a big part of the song is he said it, he actually said that's what it was a, a big part of it about, but he would rather be in insomnia land with all the lights and all the toys and all the fun in his world and imagination with the fireflies, meaning the symbolism that we talked about a little bit ago, but that nostalgic keeping the childhood memories alive. That was good. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like him feeling like that's a safe place. 
I also wondered, like, did you pick up on the sadness at the end of the video when he turned the magic button off? You know, I didn't recognize the sadness. And I think it was significant, though, now that you say that. I honestly initially just thought the end of the song was coming. So clearly he had to shut it off. But he could have kept it going till the end of the song. What do you think that it meant by him doing that? I mean, I just kind of felt like he he almost like hung his head at the end when he turned that magic button off and all the toys went back to their normal state. And he was, again, completely alone at the end of that. I thought that was interesting because, you know, he had just kind of taken us on this magical journey of like showing us how lively his imagination was. And then it's all gone back to black um, at the end of the song. So I just felt like there was a sadness and almost like he was exhausted from being alone at that point. But it is going back to what we said earlier, he he was the one who shut it off and he could have kept it going. So that's an interesting aspect as well. I think he might have been depressed knowing that his reality is better than his dreams and that he had to shut off his reality to go to sleep. And maybe he feared bad dreams, maybe... He feared something, but that's why he didn't want to go to sleep. He may not have wanted the upgrade. I've been hearing more and more about people getting upgrades in the middle of the night while they're sleeping. And that can be woo-woo. I get it. But he had so many lights on. And I also felt significance, Madison, that he was trying to express not liking the darkness. Because I personally, even myself... I don't like to go to sleep without either a TV light on YouTube, you know, some kind of frequency song or a light. Do you think there is significance with that? Yeah, I think, I mean, from my perspective, maybe that was, you know, I just feel a lot of theme of him being alone in this. And I think the fact that all those lights went off, he felt even more alone at the end of that. So I think that kind of, maybe that's why I picked up on more sadness towards the end of the song and that all those lights were off and that he had to be, you know, with himself. And that makes sense because he was struggling with insomnia. That's hard. You really have to sit with yourself if you don't have anything else going on. So it's almost like that song and him making that music was his reprieve from that. And then when it was over, welcome back to your struggle kind of. That was beautifully put. I think also from a channeled in perspective that he may have been trying to get the point across that we are all, we come into the world alone, we leave the world alone. And when he was there in present, the sound, the music was going, the vibration was picking up, the lights were going, whether it be bright light or darkness. I just feel like he was trying to portray, this is a very deep video. And the more we talk about it, the more I realize just how deep it can go. So I feel it was brilliant. 
no, I agree. This was at first glance, of course, you're like, oh, that's a nice video. But yeah, as we're diving into this, there's so many layers to it. And I love what you said back to the TV one more time. (laughs) You said that was like black and white thinking. I think that is a really good point to touch on again, just because there was so much liveliness around him. And maybe the fact that he felt like he had to shut his childhood wonder off to go into the quote unquote real world where that black and white thinking was kind of the normal. And maybe that's why in his safe spot, like you said, which is his room, that's why that TV was so small because he didn't, he didn't want, that wasn't what fit authentically for him. And again, back to what you said, his safe space was like where he let his imagination and wonder let loose, like all like the fireflies symbolize. And then the real quote unquote real world, of course, he couldn't let that come out as much. So maybe that plays into it a little bit too. I like that you say that because he definitely knows that it still exists the outside world but it was a very small portion of who he was and what he was about so there was just that flash so there was a huge significance there the biggest thing that I I listened to this one last time before bed last night and the, the note that I put down was music And feeling like it is about as close as we can get to time travel. Yeah. Would you expand on that a little bit more? This video and the song, it brings people back to childhood when you're watching the different toys that stand out, the different items. It gives you that feel good vibe where you play some Guns N' Roses or whatnot, I'm going to go back to moments in the 80s. And also remember, I got to go to one of two concerts that Guns N' Roses had back my senior year in high school. And I knew the energy. And there was a lot of weirdos there that were trying to get us to my cousin and I, Raquel, to flash them. And we're in high school. And all I can think about is just It's funny, you know, I always like storytelling, but that I can go from this moment thinking of Guns N' Roses to that, that moment. Then I think about Tupac and how connected I felt with Tupac in 1996 will stand out in my head. I know exactly where I was at when I found out Tupac died. I was in the vehicle with my mom and my brother. And I was so sad because I had a Tupac poster on in my bedroom on the wall. So That's where I'm saying the time travel, I feel like it's about as close that we can get to going back in time without physically going back. Yeah, I completely, I agree. And I I think you explained that really well because it's instantaneous. It can take you from your present moment in an instant over to, yeah, your high school, like these guys are being really weird, but we're at a Guns N' Roses concert. This is cool. Or yeah, back to where you felt the pain of like Tupac dying. And then I think pictures do that for us to an extent, but music, since it's auditory, I feel like that experience is so much more immersive and it can take you so much farther into that. 
And then, you know, we could go down a whole rabbit hole of time and how it's relative. And, you know, like maybe when we're listening to music, we're astral projecting like part of ourselves into whatever space we were in when we heard that song. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot, a lot to what you just said. Astral projection, still something I've not done. Now, can you think of a concert or, you know, a certain music artist that the same type of impact happens for you? Yeah, I, I haven't been to a ton of concerts, but there was one concert I went to like right before COVID happened for the world. And it was Elenium. He's an EDM artist. And I always really connected to his music and just like the lyrics, but also like the rhythm and, and the sound of his, you know, style, I guess. And still to this day, like that concert was like, my heart felt so open and, you know, I wasn't even drinking at that time or anything. Like it was just the music hit me so hard in that concert. And it was just so beautifully performed that every time I hear his songs now, my heart just opens. Like, it's just like a magic key almost. It's just, it it really does take me back to that concert where I was surrounded by all these amazingly happy people and we didn't know each other, but that experience like still lives in me. So yeah, it is, it's amazing. It is time travel. It really is. And you notice you just said the word magic key, and that's what he pushed in the video. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And the experience you were talking about was exactly like what he was going through. I'm just thinking, I was trying to think of more concerts. I've been to quite a few and Hinder just stood out like crazy. And I just remember, I bet no, I did not smoke pot, but just by being in the vicinity People felt like they were getting high because of the amount of Mary Jane being smoked there. But, you know, yeah, the sights, the smells, just meaning that everything, you become enmeshed back into that experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if you are kind of like remembering the smells and the, and the sights as you hear the music, that's like, I mean, just an even stronger pull back to that time. And that's... It reminds me of like, I went to a couple of Dave Matthews band concerts, which are great. I also wasn't smoking, but yeah, if you're, if anyone knows Dave Matthews, they'll, they'll know like, oh yeah, there's a lot of pot at those concerts. So it was kind of a similar thing. And when I hear his music, same thing happens. You get taken right back to that. Do you know how meaningful this is to me working in senior living and Alzheimer's? I have a huge passion about it because my grandparents died of Alzheimer's and I'm going serious. You know, we go from one extreme to the other, but the reason I say this is it it excites me for the sole purpose that when people that have Alzheimer's, you play music, the memories in music, it's a program and they have moments of extreme clarity or a minute even of them back in their reality. And to think about that experience that we're able to go backwards into those that if Alzheimer's has them out of the present moment, how important this music and memory program is to folks. And so I'm glad we're speaking about this because 
I'm hoping people get that takeaway and message. And I'll actually put in the show notes a link to Music and Memories because it is so impactful and it's free at a lot of libraries. They let you make an audio list that seniors can actually listen to and put headphones on or earbuds, whatever works best. Sometimes with dementia, you really have to be cautious on what feels most comfortable to them. But if you can play music, they said between the ages of like 17 and 27, when the person was 17 to 27 years old, that they can go back there and live so many different thoughts and experiences. So I just thought I would throw that out there. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's amazing that you're so passionate about that because there is so much research to what you said, like to the fact that music really affects us as humans. And it's not something that's new, obviously, like music has been around in some form or other forever. And the fact that we could discuss a lot, you know, on the woo side of Alzheimer's, but it is interesting to think that maybe music is something that takes all that chaos and grounds them for at least a moment in something that was a peaceful memory. So that's really beautiful that I didn't know that that was a practice maybe for some Alzheimer's patients. That's really beautiful. And then if we put the science aside, music makes you feel emotions sometimes that you didn't even know you had sitting like in your body. If you've ever listened to a song and you just let yourself feel what it's pulling out of you, like sometimes you can just start crying or sometimes you feel elated or sometimes you feel sad and it doesn't necessarily even pertain to your life. It's just amazing how it affects us. Absolutely. I have to tell a story now. I love stories and they excite me. Thinking of one of my seniors, this was years back now. And I had started a new job and they wanted me to sing Christmas carols around the community. And I don't sing. I love music. I do not sing. I'm toned. No, you just don't want me to sing. So I used to even when I was growing up, I would lip sing, you know, the words and say watermelon and repeat that. And my dad knew what I was doing because he knew I didn't like to sing. So anywho, back to uh, the senior living community. It ended up being one of the best experiences of my life. And I say this because it wasn't planned. It wasn't prepared. But we went into the memory care side and started, introduced what we were going to do so they weren't completely caught off guard. And one gentleman was sitting in a wheelchair. And I remember him being like, I hate Christmas. I hate music. And so I was like, this is going to be great. He's going to be mad. Like, (laughs) this can't go well. So we start singing. And he starts singing the song, Happy Go Lucky. And he did not, they said he knew very little. He was kind of seemed pretty grumpy as a kid older and with Alzheimer's. And he would talk about how much he didn't like something and he wouldn't say much else, but he sang as clear as could be. He was happy. And then the second the song was done, I hate music, hate Christmas songs, but it'll live with me because he sang so clear and was so happy in that moment. And people, I think the reason I'm saying this and speaking about this is for those that may have loved ones with dementia or Alzheimer's at the holidays, I know it can be hard. 
and we have holidays coming up here soon, maybe play some music from back in the day and sing with them. You'll see some remembrance and some feel-good vibes. If they can't, if they're nonverbal, you still may sense it in a smile, in a movement with their body. But just try it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. So I had to share that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Thank you. I've got to ask this, because going back 11 years, I wasn't a child. (laughs) So when I went back to my nostalgia days, I went back to Barbies. Barbies were my jam. Like literally my whole room bedroom was made into like a Barbie house and I didn't want anybody touching it. And I didn't realize at one time when I started cutting my Barbie's hair, that the hair doesn't grow back when I was little, but besides that, that was my jam. So what was yours as a kid? I had a lot. I, and I did like Barbies too, but the caveat, my Barbies were always either fairy Barbies or mermaid Barbies. (laughs) I was, I was obsessed with mermaid Barbies. And I still like, I have like a box of nostalgic childhood things. And I have my fairy Barbie and my three mermaid Barbies that I will keep till the day I die. (laughs) But yeah, I was into that. So I had that side of me. And then I was obsessed with Indiana Jones. So I don't know how those two come together, but that's what I liked. So that was, I don't know. I love that you also cut the hair off your Barbies, expecting it to go back. So it's such a child, like, oh, it's hair. It'll grow back. That's funny. I even went and put their hair underwater and was so mad because I butchered and then I would try to fix it and it just got worse. So that was an experience and I realized I can't cut their hair any longer. (laughs) Oh no, that's funny. And my parents weren't too happy either because they had to replace the Barbies. (laughs) (laughs) I was just your way of getting more Barbies. (laughs) Which maybe that was the goal. (laughs) Maybe that was my goal back then. I wanted some new ones. Yeah, there you go. That's. But you said how you have a like basically kind of like a suitcase or a box. I have a suitcase and it's this old green one. And my nieces, when they come up, they'll ask for the Barbie case. It's like got broken hinges on it, but the clothes are so outdated on the Barbies. And like some of their heads pop off still. Like I have not, I mean, it's kind of comical, but I won't get rid of it. And I think that's kind of what we were talking about. It's like, it's, I think it's good to keep that stuff. And it's a good reminder, uh, like this music video is, to don't forget about like your childlike self and the wonder that you had and the imagination. And you probably got super excited when you used to play with the Barbies when you were younger. And so that's something cool that that can remind you of too, is that excitement. Oh yeah, for sure. So I was curious, in the song he says leave my door open just to crack. And then I think there's a part in the music video where it does show his door opening slightly. And I had some thoughts around, you know, maybe some significance around that coming into play with the theme of the music video and the lyrics. And I was curious if you had any 
insight into that and why that was included in the song at all? Thank you for asking that question. I did not piece that together. So that was very observant. That's awesome. You mentioned what stands out to me with that is again, his significance with, he was very in tune with our reality and it made me feel that the crack was the lifting of the veil of forgetfulness to realizing what our current reality is and being open to it. Slow increments is what my imagination brings me to thinking that you can't just open the door like crazy because it can be overwhelming. I know that I've tried it a couple times and too much woo-woo can kind of be too much woo-woo. What did you think though? What were some of the ideas that you had? I appreciate you asking. No, I like where you went with that. I think my initial impression of that was that he was kind of dipping his toe in the water for like leaving the door open just to crack to go into that world of his where it's, you know, letting his imagination take over. Because obviously, if I say a door is closed, all of our minds can go to like, you know, oh, that's a dead end. But him saying, I'll leave my door open just to crack. But it's almost him, like I said, opening himself up a little bit to something new. But I think it could also mean he's leaving the door open just to crack for others too, like an invitation to come into kind of all that imagination that he had going on and the the wonder and the fireflies and bringing back that childlike expression. Well, and he brought us into his existence into his lit up moments. So like you saying that he opened the door to let us experience those moments with him. And at the end, when it goes dark, it makes more sense why it went back to dark to bring us back to our current reality. And that makes even more sense with how you brought up the point that that's his safe place. So he let us into that a little, leaving that door open just to crack. That's even, that's even more perfect. Mind blown. I did have one more little piece of significance that I wanted your input on. When he talks about like the fireflies and, you know, how they're leaving towards the end of the song, he's like, but I saved a few and I kept them in a jar. Where does your mind go when he talks about that and how he saved a few? My initial impression is that he knew he had to come back into fully our current reality where you can't fully shine or you stand out. I think Michael Jackson is a good example of he didn't care. He shone like the light that he was Prince the same way where Adam, I don't feel like wanted to quite be to that level, but he wanted to bring people into his reality and then allow them to go back to their reality. And He was saving some of the fireflies, though, internal to keep that light going, that he was open, but it wouldn't be too bright to scare others away. That is just my initial impressions. What was your take on it? Yeah, no, I think that's perfect how you explained it, because especially if we've seen anything from this music video, 
he is in his own space and he's not like out in the world doing a huge concert with this song he chose to do it in a little room where he felt safe so I think what you said about him keeping just a few to himself to remind himself of who he truly is that makes perfect sense to me and I think that's what kind of resonated with me when he made the point saying like but I saved a few and I kept them in a jar you know it's kind of like us saving our toys it's like I saved a few and we go back to that every now and then and remember the joy that those brought us and it brings us back to our authentic selves almost to an extent that just came out that was definitely not planned Madison is starting to channel everyone. I love it. <laughs> you know, I've got to ask you, this is the last question. I was going to put it down in my notes and I'm like, no, you're not bringing it up. But I am intrigued with our age difference. If you did the same type of thing that I did, and I'm sure a million other kids did, but with calculators, you know how on the toys it would show like different letters and shapes did you make words out of your calculator yeah (laughs) I did but the only word that I ever did because it was you know I was in middle school and the only thing that we ever did was like boobs it was like eight zero zero five (laughs) I wish I would have been more creative but that's the only one (laughs) I knew how to do that's hilarious I don't think I think the boys might have done that if I remember right but mine was always hello or hell (laughs) (laughs) how bad is that I'm like hello hell hi was another one zero to a hundred exactly exactly I'm glad that we we talked about that funny it does I think it carries over I bet kids if they still use calculators these days every kid's gonna do that Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're (laughs) bored, you're like, oh, I get to spell a word with this thing. Like, it's kind of fun. Bored in math class, put it over your shoulder. (laughs) Say hi to the person behind you, distract them. (laughs) Exactly. It's like too bad that you couldn't get answers to tests doing that. I know. I know. With the calculators they have now, maybe you can. That would be nice. I know they get all the answers on their phones. We didn't have phones back when I was (laughs) growing up. I hate to say that. I wish I could say that we did because I'm not a troublemaker, but back then it would have made life a little easier. I definitely would. (laughs) Or had I have known how many answers I could have gotten from my cell phone during class, I probably would have used it more in high school, but I didn't. I was a good kid. So I'll you were. I'm like, I pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have a cell phone until I was literally 18. My first year in college, I graduated high school at 17, so I did not have a phone until I was in college. How did I sit there and wonder how did life go before then? But I did it because it wasn't that long ago that I didn't have one. Yeah, it really hasn't been that long. Because you've had it longer, because obviously your youth was a big time the generation of cell phones came into play Mm -hmm. yeah I remember I think I got my first smartphone like maybe my freshman year or sophomore year of high school so I kind of was on the tail end of like the 
kids who like remembered like the flip phones and the slide phones and I remembered my dad and my mom sharing a little flip phone when I was super little and like if one of them drove to work they'd take it and then the other one would take it the next day (laughs) it's a completely different world oh it is I mean my sister-in-law got my niece who's five a smartphone yeah that there's a lot of young kids with like iPads and smartphones and it's a little I mean I don't have kids so I, I don't know how much I can speak to that but it's a little scary sometimes I thought it was surreal that's where I'm just I can't imagine having that much information given to me at such a young age it it would be mind-blowing yeah that's a lot that is because the whole world is at your fingertips exactly I think we'll leave it at that Madison it was amazing as always to talk I can't wait to see what people put in the comments or send messages I'm gonna bring you on again I'm gonna twist your arm you don't have to twist my arm I am definitely always excited to come back on I think today's conversation was amazing I feel like we both went a lot of places we didn't think we would go so I always love our conversations and thank you me too and until the next time everyone thanks for joining I'm going to send out light and love stay well and God bless If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try A New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to tryanewfrequency at gmail.com. I'm sending you all love and light until the next time.